Alright guys, welcome to episode 153 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Dune Part 1, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, The Teacher's Line. We talk about Metal Gear Solid 2, The Entity Comes and Interrupts This <laughs> Podcast. Uh, <laughs> the fucking, uh, fucking September 11, never forget. Um, <laughs> the Lobster, The Beekeeper, uh, Code Geass, Spider-Man, Magnolia... Uh, fuck, how do I pronounce this movie? Amelie. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. Amelie. Uh, Control, and then we briefly go over the Super Bowl, and whether Mahomes is Michael Jordan, or if he's LeBron, or some uh, ungodly amalgamation of both of them. <laughs> but first... What you what you been getting into? What you been watching, listening to, whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I'll start off. Uh, I'll do two two at a time, like last time, because yep. um, I have uh, eight. And I'll start uh, with uh, um, a rewatch. I rewatched uh, Doom Part One. Um, okay. They put it back in theaters. Uh, I think I think it's out now, but they only had it for a week. And uh, I'm gonna watch the new one here in a couple days. And so I was like, you know what? I haven't seen it since I watched it in theaters. I think almost three years ago now. No, two and a half. Yeah, yeah, two and a half, three years ago now. So I was like, you know what? I haven't seen it since then. Let me get a refresher and, and see if it still holds up. And um, I liked it about as much um, as I did the first time. I, I loved it the first time. I thought it was great. I, th- I think it moves. Um, I thought this time it moved a lot better. Like, it just felt like it like went by faster. And I guess because it's, you know, I've already seen it. So I didn't know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, have you ever seen it? The Dune? It I came out not. in uh, 2021. It's um, it's pretty good. I, I definitely recommend it. I think it's on HBO Max. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max. And it's a, uh, it's great. All star cast, you know, just stacked. Um, and it, I don't want to say it feels like a part one because definitely there's like a character arc. But when it ends, you definitely feel it. it, it oh, it's kind of like um, Mission Possible or um, uh, Cross the Spider Verse or Fast X. You know where it ends. And you, it doesn't just go cut, like, you know, it doesn't just end and you go, wow, what the fuck? It, it sort of does have, like, feel like a complete movie, like but it, it does up, feel... But it still leaves enough loose ends that it feels... Like, like a part one. Something. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it looks incredible in IMAX. We went to see an IMAX and it just looks amazing. Um, so I don't think, as far as I know, I don't think the 4K or the HBO Max version um, expand whenever it's the IMAX scenes. Um, but I think it still looks amazing. It won a couple Academy Awards. I think it won one for visual effects, and then it won for best cinematography for uh, Greg Frazier. And he also did the he he did the the cinematography for um, the first season of The Mandalorian and uh, the Batman. Um, okay. Matt Reeves is the Batman. I think from I think two two years ago now, twenty twenty two. But yeah, totally recommend it. I'm very excited for part two. Um, I'll have a review for it. You know, next time we have an episode. Um, but uh, yeah, that's Dune. Um, and I- yeah, so I I never watched Dune, and um, I'm just gonna blame my predisposition of hating Star Wars. 
<laughs> like, I know it's not Star Wars, but visually, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like Star Wars in a few parts. And it's like, like it's sci-fi, it's outer space, uh, ish, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. uh, there's there's some space travel. It looks like maybe, yeah, um, yeah. So I just look at it and I'm like, mm, this this feels like Star Wars, and I hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what. What's another example of this? But it's it's basically it's one of those things where you see something and you're like, oh, that reminds me of that. But it's only because this this is where that started, right? Like I right. think um, Star Wars borrows a lot from Dune. I think so does Star Trek. I think any kind of space sci-fi from like the the late uh, you know seventies or eighties, um, it directly rips off okay. stuff of, from Dune. I think even something like um, Game Game of Thrones. I think. Um, George R. R. Martin is um, influenced by Frank Herbert, who wrote the Dune novels. Okay. So um, it's one of those where you're, like, you're watching and you're like, I've seen this before. But it's only because this is the thing that that comes from. Right. Makes sense. Just because it's and such a like seminal piece. I feel like we've talked about piece. that before, but I do not remember. Yeah. Probably about Dune. I mean, it, I, yeah. we, you know, we were doing the, the show when the first one came out back, uh, I think, in October 2021. Um and I'm glad they got a sequel because I think it was successful enough, right? It was, you know, toward the end of COVID, you know, people had vaccines, but I remember going to see it with a mask and stuff. So it wasn't, it, you know, people weren't back in the movies. I think, you know, um, No Way Home hadn't even come out yet. So mm-hmm. I think movies were still sort of getting their feet back under them. And I think it only made like 110 mil, 120 mil. So the fact that it even got a sequel is one of those things where it's like, whoa, like, you know, they took a little bit of a gamble. But I think it's paying off because I think the tracking for the opening weekend, which is not... This upcoming weekend, but the next one, so the weekend, the first weekend of uh, March, is um, supposed to be uh, pretty big. So I'm excited for it, and okay. and the reviews came out today, and it's supposed to be pretty good. So I'm, I'm hoping. Let me check. Let me see. It's supposed to be pretty good. Like this one, I think got like a not 83 on Rotten Tomatoes, 80 something like that. And Dune Two is at um, 98 with 129 reviews. Damn. So, All right. I see. Um, yeah, so it's supposed to be pretty good. So I'm excited. Um, well, hold on, let's 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 uh, let me do some some research real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me see, Dune Part One. Eighty three for Dune Part One, with five hundred and nine reviews, and then Dune Part Two is at ninety eight with. All right. Reviews. So my thing is that these numbers don't mean shit to me because I just looked up Star Wars Episode Four and it's got a ninety three percent. That's dog shit. That's, that's a lie. <laughs> That's well, episode four is good. Bro. <laughs> episode four is good. Episode That's five the one is I great. Can't get through. That's the one oh, the I first, literally the fall asleep every time. Is episode four like the first one that first came one? out? Yeah, that one like, I think is the one that has been hardest to. It, it's just aged the most because it's like the first one they made. So it's like you know, it's you see, the, there's the so many wide shots like, of just a desert, and I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, like why are you giving me a giant wide shot of nothing? Like, I don't, know what, I don't know what you're trying to do here. Yeah, the, the first, um, yeah, the first hour or so, it's kind of rough to get to. Like, the, the, it starts with a bang, and then it slows down. But I think the movie really picks up when Han Solo shows up, and then from then on, it's like the classic like roller coaster. It's like the back half of uh, Top Gun Maverick. But, um. But yeah, if you ever get through it, I think episode five, Empire Strikes Back, that's the one that's a, you know, that one's goes at, that, that one's 10 out of 10, or like goes at 100 from the start to finish. Okay. Um, uh, let's just through. also though, let's, 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 uh, let's throw some, some, uh, ice over this fire because you said the second half is like Top Gun Maverick, and I promise you, there's no way 
that that movie's gonna make me fist pump at the end, like fucking Tom Cruise going through the, <laughs> the fucking obstacle course or whatever we want to call it. You'd be surprised. I mean, it pretty much the end of Top Gun Maverick is kind of the end of yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, the first Star Wars. Um, I'm gonna be like, this movie's ripping off Top Gun. But but yeah, Tom Cruise birthed sci-fi back in 1977 retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got the hiccups now. Um, but that, so that's uh, Doom Part One, and then uh, next up, I I finished uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I mentioned last time, right? Yep. I think I mentioned that I had started. You did it. mention you were starting it? Yep. Yeah, and um, I finished it. Eight episodes, all on Amazon Prime. They're all mm-hmm. between like forty minutes and fifty minutes, and this thing is a blast. So, it's. Have you ever seen the original movie, the one with um, yes. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt? So that one is that they unknowingly married each other. Not knowing they were spies, right? Right. And then they figured it out, and they were like, oh, we got to shoot each other. This one is a little different. This one is um, uh, Donald Glover and Maya Iskren. They sign up to be this sort of um, a thing called Mr. and Mrs. Smiths, which are just spies that live together that do missions together, right? They mm-hmm. sort of cover each other. And because they're married, no, you know, it's, it's it, it, you know... Nobody suspects, suspects a married couple walking down the street as being assassins, but if you see one guy, right, wearing a trench coat, you're like, that guy's, you know, yeah. in, in, you know, it's like that. And so, the movies, the, the show's a blast, and right, and so each episode, I mean, there is like an overarching thing, but each episode's like a different mission or a different uh, okay. aspect of it. But what I loved about it is that the movie uses those to highlight uh, parts of a relationship. So, like, for example, like, one episode, they have to take care of this um, old elderly person, and it, it's sort of, like, if they want to have a kid, right? Because the old person's okay. like, I don't want to eat, I'm, I'm great, and he's like, you gotta eat, right? And it's like that, right? And, they, and, okay. and you see yeah. how they both, they both see how each other reacts, like, around kids, and it's like, oh, or around somebody who would be like a kid, right? Or there's one where, um, the first time they say I love you, but it's like in a shootout, right? And it's like, that's like the first, oh, and then another one is like, you know, like a double date. And it's like that first time that you have a double date with another couple, but except here, it's like other spies. So it's like spy shit, right? So it's like, it's like everything that you can imagine that you go through a relationship. Like when you say, I love you, couples counseling, like uh, charges of infidelity, but it's like, what happens when there's like a spy angle to it? And every single episode does that. Except, you know, like the, the first one, and I think like the last two, which are more like the story-based ones. So I, I thought that was awesome, right? Because... You know, you're watching it, and it's like, oh, it's the first time he said I love you, but oh my god, it's in a shootout. That's crazy, right? And right. it's like, it's like, and so it's a blast. I think you and Kaylin would love it. I think if you guys watched it, because okay. it's, it's like a spy show, but it's not. It's not. It's like, it's it's not like Daniel Craig Bond. It's like Pierce Brosnan Bond, right? right. Where like it's it's a little bit more out there. It's a little bit more, you know, sort of classic spy. You know, not gadgets per se, but just like like they go to an Italian. Um, uh, resort in the Alps, right? And there's a mm-hmm. shootout with like snowmobiles. Like that's what you know what I'm saying. Oh, like that yeah, kind of like classic spy shit. Um, but yeah, it's Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Eight episodes. It, it it. I saw some people complaining, saying that they moved too fast in their relationship. But I think that's only because I feel like they were like, we don't know if we're gonna get a second season. So let's just empty the clip on everything. I'm sure. I mean, there. It's Donald Glover wrote some episodes, and it's his like creative team. So I do think that I'm not going to say that the second season would be like shitty, but mm. it's nice to have a show where it's like, no, nope, it's all here, right? It's all here on right. the table. They don't have to be like, well, you know, 
some ideas are here, but in case we get three seasons, you know, we have to wait and, you know, put them in our back pocket. It's like, no, 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 no. Just put it out there. If it's good, it's good. We'll come up with more shit if we need it. But if we don't get another season, then we put it all out there and here it is. I also feel like um, that's, uh, for, I feel like that's very similar to how I viewed Atlanta. Like, Atlanta yes. feels very like, nah, we're just doing a whole season. We're putting all our ideas out there. And it's like, okay, they want a second one. So, like, let's figure out a whole new thing. Like, I don't, right, I don't feel right. like they tread over. They don't retread over like the same topics or same ground really at all. Um, exactly right, right, and it's like one of those things where it's like you know if you're real a real creative, you're gonna know like how to work this and how to figure this out, you know? Right. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that's Mr. And Mrs. Smith, Amazon Prime, eight episodes. None of them are, I think, like I said, above an hour, except maybe the finale, and then none of them are shorter than forty minutes. But it's fine, you know, it, they fly by. They, they're never they never feel uh, slow or sluggish. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, what have you been getting into? What's something you've right. been doing? So, uh, the one I'll start with is, uh, I mentioned Metal Gear Solid 2 on here last time, how the controls were fucking terrible. Um, yeah, yep. So, finished Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, still never... I got better with the controls, but, like, watching my friend play it, I'm still not anywhere near where he's at. And we're not talking about, like, my man's not, like, out here, like, 360 fucking jump over a cliff, no scope, dude in the head. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, like, him, like, running up behind someone, pointing the gun at him. They're like, he's like, freeze. And then he fucking, like, runs around him to the front with the gun still pointed at him the whole time. So that way they don't try and do anything. Um, I can't do that. Like, like, that's a pretty simple thing that it's, like, I feel like shouldn't be that hard, but I just cannot smoothly do it. Like, the amount of times... <laughs> Alright, so here's a, here's a good thing. Like, uh, so you can, if you walk up beside someone, behind someone... <laughs> God, this is so hilarious. So if you walk up behind someone, square is, like, your attack button. Right. So you can walk up behind someone and, like, choke them repeatedly to, like, break their neck. So, like, the, you do that by walking up to them with no weapon equipped and doing it. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if you have a weapon equipped, and, like, this happened to me a couple of times, and, like, my friend was watching me play it, and he would bust out laughing every time because you could tell exactly what I was trying to do. I would be sneaking up beside behind someone, and, he, like, I would ask him after that, he's like, oh, bro, the moment you started moving, I realized you didn't unequip the gun. And so I'd sneak up behind him, and instead of grabbing him and chucking him, I would just fucking one shot with, like, uh, an unsilenced pistol in the middle of a room, just like, bang, right in the back. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, everyone. So then it's just like, I'm, like, emptying the clip, just trying to clear the room. <laughs> and then the other one that's kind of hilarious is, like, you you hold square to grab them mm-hmm. and then you tap it repeatedly to choke them and then break their neck. So, right, right. but if you don't hold square the first time, if you fuck up and just tap it, he does like a little like judo like hip toss type thing to him. Mm-hmm. And so, like I'd sneak up behind somebody and then accidentally do the <laughs> judo hip toss. So, but they're not like knocked out. So they start getting back up, and if they get back up, and they're like, "Hey!" like everyone's gonna look. So you like, <laughs> I like flip a dude. I'm like, "Oh shit!" I like go run and like stand behind him where he's gonna stand up, and then you can like try and grab him immediately and like like still choke him out before he tells anybody. But like you know, there was one time I did it, like two times in a row, 
And then also, if you're slow, when you go to grab them, they'll duck. So, like, I would flip a dude, and then he'd get up, and I wouldn't time it right, and he'd duck, and then shoot me. And I was like, God damn it, bro. <laughs> like, I, this should not be this hard. Um, but anyways, so, like, that, the controls are awful. But anyways, I got through it. Um, the story is extremely... Man, all right, so I'm trying to think of it. Alright, it's somewhere between complex and convoluted. Like, it's... It all makes sense, but it's a little much. Is the best way mm. I can explain it. Like, we're not... Like, I feel like when you say things are convoluted, it's like... Like, by the end of it, you're like, I don't even know what we're talking about. So, it's not there, because it makes uh-huh. sense. I can come up with everything, but I'm like, we're doing a little much. Um, but with that being said, it's incredible. Like, that is... That's the only seems- negative, and it's still great. Even with that, it seems like every time I hear like you know Metal Gear Solid or or Metal Snake or you know Liquid Snake yeah. or any of that, it just seems like the lore just seems borderline like impenetrable, right? Like it yeah, seems it's like so, yeah, no, it it really is. Um, like it's such a fucking like if go ahead. Like if you, I was gonna say like if you if you were doing something like I'm trying to think of a game that's like long. Like Kratos, right? Like Gears of War, right? You could give me the skinny in maybe like two minutes. You're like, even if you included the old ones, right? You could be yeah. like, well, he came for this, and then he, his family was killed, and then he got this, and then, he, yeah. and then in the new ones, he did this, right? And you could be like, well, it's kind of out there, but you kind of get it, right? Right. Also, um, it does. It helps that like God of War has Greek mythology, and like most people know a little bit of Greek mythology to be able to piece some shit together. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, he's the God of War. Like, oh, okay. There's a God for everything. Okay. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. 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 Yep. Uh, so yeah, so this one like, God, bro, this shit's so stupid. Um, it's it's great, but it's so dumb, but it's great. Um, like, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid Two. Don't know when that fucking game came out. It's old as shit, and actually, I need that for the next thing I'm gonna say. But like, Metal Gear Solid One, you you play a Solid Snake. You you fight Liquid Snake, who you're both clones uh, of mm-hmm. the same person named Big Boss. Um, who, who is the, um, is the successor, I'm trying to think, of, like, all right, imagine, like, SEAL Team 6, but imagine there's one guy that started SEAL Team 6, that person is the boss, and then the boss dies, and Big Boss takes her place, and then now you're clones of Big Boss, it's, see, it's fucking stupid, <laughs> but you, so, so you have Liquid Snake and Solid Snake, they're both clones, they're genetic clones, mm. but, like, one of them has all the recessive genes, and the other one has all the dominant genes. It's fucking stupid. Um, but listen, <laughs> but it's dope. Like it's dope for the purpose yeah. of the story. But like then when you say it, you're like, "This is retarded." When you, um, when you say it out loud, you're like, "Oh, the recessive genes." Uh, you're, like, oh. you're like, "Oh, I'm a weirdo." Um, <laughs> so, so you fight him on top of this thing. You, he dies in Metal Gear Solid One. Spoilers for Metal Gear Solid One. Um, so Metal Gear Solid Two happens, um, and like. There's there's a prologue called the Tanker episode where you play a Solid Snake, um, and like at the end of the prologue, you see Revolver Ocelot, who's the guy I showed you doing the stupid gun flips and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he like jumps into the Metal Gear, which is like this big thing, right? And he's like talking shit to Snake as he's about to leave, and then and then all of a sudden. His fucking arm starts going crazy, like like uh, Evil Dead. You know how like he mm-hmm. has to fucking grab his arm, like he's trying to like, choke yeah, him. Uh-huh. All right, so it, it's kind of like that. I mean, it's not trying to choke him, but it, it's like he's trying to keep it under control. Bro, his arm swells up, busts out of his sleeve, 
Like it turned mm-hmm. like the way the Hulk's legs bust out of his fucking pants and turn him <laughs> into shorts. That's what happens. But it's only one arm, and mm-hmm. then he starts talking to Solid Snake again. But it's in Liquid's voice, Liquid Snake's voice, and. <laughs> So what happens is, is that they found Liquid Snake's body and grafted it onto Ocelot, but like somehow Liquid Snake is like in the arm. In the arm. Uh. So, but listen, it's so ridiculous. But my favorite is that it plays it like kind of serious. Like we've talked about with things that are like campy or stupid. Like if you're invested, like it still works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bro, he starts talking in Liquid's voice for the <laughs> Oh, God. So, Salt Snake, like, here's all Salt talking, and it turns into Liquid. He's like, Liquid! Like, it's, the shit kills me every time. Like, he's, he's like, he's so. Like, he's immediately, like, furious and also, like, in despair. Like, it's, it's just hilarious. <laughs> and it's because his fucking arm. It's just. The game's all like this, but it's like. it. The story is really good. Like, it's it's a lot of, like. Like, there's a whole AI angle that comes into play. All of, like, controlling of information. The Patriot Act. Shit, like, that. Like, and the thing that's crazy is this game came out in... Middle Gear Solid 2. Release. Maybe, like, 99 or 2000? 2001. Bro, alright. This is even more crazy when I'm, now that I know this. Alright, so... This game came out in November of 2001. And it's, like... They're talking about, like, the same shit. Like, I guess they don't call it the Patriot because I don't think it was a thing at that point. But, like, mm-hmm. it's clearly, like, the skeleton of the Patriot Act and, like, AI and shit. And it's, like, it's kind of wild for a game that came out in 2001 to still be so, like, prescient. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's like mm-hmm. we're still talking about all the same shit. Um, which is not to say that it's, like... It's not like nobody ever before 2001 thought of this. Like, some people were, but it's just, like wild that one of the people is like this guy that made this extremely ridiculous story game um right the I other that, go ahead i was gonna say i think that's why it's they sort of have had sting powers that there's this, these kind of like ideas that are still i mean it, it's dune right pretty much right where it's these same ideas of uh like prophecy and the leadership and the story of like the, the one but then there's also like giant sandworms and cocaine that makes you know that makes right. space travel possible and stuff so it's like it's like the it's it's like that's the kind of stuff that sticks is yeah. that this stuff that you can mask to now but then also this ridiculous like you said a guy whose arm is Someone possessed else by yeah. yeah, but pretty much possessed by somebody else, and then the guy who whips the guns, and you know, there's like, a dude named Vamp who is literally a vampire, um, right? Exactly, <laughs> right. So I think I think that's the stuff that I think sticks for some reason in our imagination, and and like yeah, you said, you like know, you, what is it now? Yeah, Twenty. You remember the ridiculous things. You remember the ridiculous things, but then like when you think about those, you think about all the other shit that like is legitimate and like cool to think about. Right. But yeah, we're talking 23 years later, 22 and a half years later. Um, the other thing is, uh, so the version I played is the like remastered collection. Um, so there's, spoilers again for a game that's 22 and a half years old. Um, the end of this game, Solid Snake, actually, you play as a character named Raiden, and there's a twist about halfway through that it's, you think it's Solid Snake, and then he like takes off his thing and it's like blonde hair. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Um, this is not who I thought it was, and it turns into a whole thing. But anyways, Raiden is fighting Solidus Snake. Uh, that's the third one. That's the most perfect, uh, clone of the three. Um, 
Just so you weren't sure. He was also, he's the previous president. Um, huh. but, <laughs> not current president. He had to step down. He is the previous president. Um, but anyways, you have to deal with him. But like, he's got this big Metal Gear, a new Metal Gear. It's a different kind. And like something happens, it gets taken over. It, it crashes. It crashes into Manhattan. And like destroys like the Statue of Liberty. And like destroys parts of Manhattan. This is November 13th, 2001. After September 11th, apparently Kojima is like, hey, maybe we should just not put this game out. Like, I have the whole ending of this game is us crashing into Manhattan and two planes really just crashed into Manhattan. Like, mm-hmm. maybe this is not the time. Like, also, we're talking about all this crazy shit. Like,. <laughs> He was like, maybe we don't do this. And then I think Konami was like, bro, you've had us spend so much fucking money on this game. There's no chance we don't put this out. We got to recoup, dog. Um, but he was like, he was like, I don't, I don't think we should put this out. And they're like, no, we're doing it. <laughs> um, and it's, but so they're in the remaster. That whole thing is cut, and like oh. it, like See, kinda, it kind of fucks it up because like you're on the Metal Gear. There's this whole confrontation. The whole sequence where it starts to like blow up and then has to crash, all that's gone. And then all of a sudden, you're just riding on top of a building in Manhattan fighting Solidus. And if I didn't know that was cut, I would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, but like he told me, you know, my friend that was watching me, he's like, "Yeah." So there's a whole sequence that happens here, um, but you know, it it's cut in the remasters. In the original, I believe it came out, but in the remasters, that's- it's cut. See, now that's interesting because you would think it'd be the other way around, right? right? Like they would have cut, cut it release at, and then... right on 9-11 and be like, we can't have this. But then I was like, well, it's been enough time. You know, people know the context of it. So that's really interesting. That's, yeah. It's that way and not what I would expect. The other thing is, this shit's, this shit would have been, this could have, like, the idea of the September 11th thing happened is like kind of crazy. But like, this would have just been icing on, like, cherry on top. It's apparently, there's like, there's all these like dev diaries from when they were making this. Um, and, like, one of them says that, like, early on in the process, they considered naming this game Metal Gear Solid 3 for two reasons. Kojima thought it would be funny, because it's fucking weird <laughs> to come out with one and then three. And then two, because, like... Alright, so just background context here. We just had to We just had to restart the recording, because both of our fucking, like our tab on this website both crashed at the exact same time so clearly kojima the ai fucking mission impossible too, bro it's it, it, we're getting too close the entity is uh, on this. <laughs> but but uh <laughs> god so what i was saying is uh like new york's kind of like a i don't want to say it's the center because it's not even the capital but like uh visually uh symbolically i guess like when you if you're when across, you think america you, you think you, of like statue of liberty that's in like New York, you know, New Times Square, and right. like a big city, and exactly. Just, uh, like, yeah. So he was, they were gonna name it Metal Gear Solid Three after the three tallest buildings in New York, which would have been the Twin Towers and the Empire State Building. And then it's like, imagine if that shit, like, if that's why they named it that, and that's in the game, and then two months before your fucking game comes out, the fucking planes crash into him. You'd be like, bro, I can't even. Like, this is, it, like, I, it's over, bro. Scrap the whole thing. <laughs> Konami would have been like, we're just putting it in a vault for three years. <laughs> Shit's so, so wild. But, um, 
overall, story is good. Controls are wonky. You can get used to it. Um, it's it's not particularly like I played on hard and like even being bad at the controls, I was still able to get through it. Um, it's not like oppressively hard. And having not played it before, um, not being great with the controls and it being on hard, it took me like twelve hours is all. Um, mm, okay. you can, you can spend a lot more time in it. Like there's all sorts of things to like explore, do extra content. Um, but like you can get through the main story and probably if you're playing it on like normal and you're like moderately proficient with games, like you could probably get through it in 10 hours. Um, okay. my friend who is not like, I, it's not like speed running by any means. Cause like when you say speed running, people were like glitching through walls and shit to like skip parts of the game. It's not like right. that. But like, if you know what you're doing and like, you know exactly where you need to go, he, he can do it in like an hour 45. It's a very small game. It is, it is, I'm going to say open world uh, in that it's not open world, but it is, it is such a small area that like, it really is almost all open all the time. There's just like you're going through the same areas very frequently, just looking for and doing different things. So like, it's let's see. So it's it's two identical structures, one of which or they're all like it's a hexagon. So it's it's one centerpiece and then six outer pieces, mm-hmm. and then just two of those. Like it's it's very small, but um. Mm. Also think you know the game surprisingly like looks kind of great if you think about this being twenty two and a half years old. Right. Um, yeah. The water effects are strangely like super good. Um, apparently, there's well, all right. So here's the thing: the water effects are great. Apparently, there's a scene where uh, the tanker starts flooding and like water comes like like flooding and like snakes like running away from the water as it's flooding the inside, and like you see him like turn the corner, you see the water coming behind him like, around the corner, and, like, the cutscene's over, and it's because, like, they tried to do that full cutscene, and every time they did it, it would just crash, and they're like, alright, so, (laughs) so let's just show a tiny bit, um, but it does look good, so, anyways, I would definitely recommend it, like I said, it's only, like, you probably get through it in 10 hours, and so, that's not a, not a very big commitment for a game that I think, like, is really, really good, and kind of like what you said with Dune, where everything's ripping it off. I was listening to that Jacob Geller podcast where they're talking about it because they just finished it around the same time I did. And they were they were talking about how it's strange to see so many things that, like, you're like, they were saying, like, oh, this feels, like, kind of ripped off or, or, like, simple. Like, you know what I mean? Like, plain almost. Right. But then they're like, but that's because, like, there's there have been so it many. took it from. Yeah, so many other games you've already mm-hmm. played have taken things from this game. Um, and so it's like, oh, like, actually, when you think about it, like, even, like, it's kind of, they're saying, like, you know, it kind of sucks to play now sometimes, but, like, even still, you can look at it and just be like, in 2001, this was, like, unheard of. Um, so it's definitely cool to to play something like that. So, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it sounds like kind of like my adventure with Resident Evil 4, same, sort of same steps, you know, hard controllers, you notice things that you're, like, I've seen that before, but it's only because they somebody took it from that. Right. And now you're seeing, like, oh, that's where, the, you know, like, that's where I came from. Wow. Yeah. That kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. 
But yeah, so uh, Kojima's a psycho. Uh, so I heard, <laughs> I heard they only go downhill from here. Basically, um, mm. I heard it's actually funny. I heard Metal Gear Solid Three story wise is slightly worse, but like it's the like best game. Uh, I feel like mm. is what I've heard. Four, everyone shits on. My friend loves it, but like, and then five is kind of incomplete. Uh, the thing is that Kojima didn't want after Kojima made two, he didn't want to make anymore. And Konami was like, yeah, but we kind of need you to make a third one. And then like he's like, oh, fine. Made the third one. And they're like, we kind of need you to make a fourth one. And he was like, I'm not doing it. I, I refuse. And then it was like, fans were pissed. Konami was pissed. He's like, Jesus Christ, bro. All right, fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I'll just fucking <laughs> do it. Um, and they mentioned in those podcasts like uh, that like you can tell three and four are games that he wished were different games. Like... Mm. Three, like, it feels like he's trying to do different story things, but with the same characters in the same universe. Because it's like, for someone that watches as many movies, reads as many books, is as much of like a creative person as he is. Like, you can tell he didn't want to be tied down with this thing for that long. So it kind of like, you know what I mean? He's trying to like really go out there with different ideas and just have to right. use this framework to keep people happy. So, but it does feel. It sounds like a lot like. Um sort of the struggle that Nolan had making The Dark Knight Rises, where he clearly, I feel like he said that he felt kind of done after Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, but Warner Brothers was like, well, dude, you gotta complete the trilogy. And yet he came back and he cooked a little bit, but it's it's sort of scatterbrained, and, and yeah. there's clearly ideas that he would have rather put somewhere else. Yep. And that's exactly what this sounds like. Um, so, either way. Alright, that's it. Sorry, I rambled on for a fucking... No, no, you're fine. 30... 30- 30 year old game uh for like 20 minutes no, i mean it's you know if it matters if it's important you know if it's a big game you know like kind of like when i rambled about resident evil 4 you know yeah if, even if they're old they you know they're, they're worth uh so yeah definitely give it a shot i don't know how much that collection is the collection has one two and three um mm-hmm. one one is also uh i don't know if i even talked about it on this podcast if i did i probably didn't talk about it much um one is probably shorter than two even um mm-hmm. And it is less, it's probably less iconic in terms of, like, things being ripped off in other games. But, like, it's still got things that hold up today. Like, the boss mm-hmm. fights, the way it sets up things, like, all those, all mm-hmm. those are great. And, like, if it's not that long, it wouldn't be bad to play that one and then two just so you get kind of the context. Um, but, yeah, so if the collection has one, two, and three, I don't know how much mm-hmm. it is, but if it's not super expensive, I would definitely recommend getting it. Um, okay. I'm going to play through the third one next, uh, and everyone's, uh, like I said, some people think the story's worse, but most people consider it, like, the best game in the series, so definitely, mm-hmm. definitely worth the trilogy, at least. Very cool. All right, so what you got? Yeah, I, um, I had, uh, two, I'm sort of grouping them together here, I got, a uh, two, I, I guess they're, they're foreign language films, or they're, they're a little bit weirder. So one of them is a, a movie called The Teacher's Lounge, mm-hmm. and this one is nominated for Best International Film um, at this year's Oscars. And um, I won't spend much time with it, because there's not, I mean, it's kind of simple. So the story is um, these, this teacher, this Polish teacher at a school in Germany, and um, they've been having, like, uh, thefts. Like, people have been stealing money from, from bags. Okay. right or like purses and stuff and so one day she's like you know what she's like um she's they're in the teacher's lounge the, the titular teacher's lounge and she opens up the laptop and she records the camera and she's like you know what i'm gonna leave my wallet here 
see what it, see what's up. See who who's stealing my money. Is it a kid? Is it a teacher? Like what's going on? Yeah. Right. She just kind of does it impulsively because she's like, I'm tired of, of of people complaining about it, people talking about it. I just want to get it over with. And so she records, and she just sees this lady wearing a, a starred shirt, or you know, an arm wearing a starred shirt, um, grab it, uh, grab money from her purse, and she's like, oh, oh shit! And he, she recognizes that it's the the like the receptionist lady, and so she goes, okay, shit, well, like, I'm just gonna go up there and be like, hey, look, you took my money, just give it back, no harm, no harm done, just don't do it again, please, like that's it. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to the lady and it's like, hey, what's up? And the lady freaks out. She's like, "That's not me. You're, you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, saying that I committed this crime. I can't believe it. And you're recording us. Oh my god! Like it's a, it's a violation. And it's like now. Uh, and she, it, it, and so basically, it's from there. It spirals, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's like one of those things where, like, then the whole school, like, it goes places where, it, like, you, I mean, it doesn't go crazy. Like, like there's no like action or anything. But it, it. it it always kept me on my toes as to where it was going next. Mm-hmm. And um, overall, like, the movie is fine, and I, I did enjoy it. Um, it's not, like, amazing. But I, I love those kinds of movies where it's, like, a little thing that just spirals from there. Um, I think if you're a completionist who wants to watch, like, all the Oscar movies, I think you could watch it. I think there are other better movies that I'm talking about before and after that I think you should um, uh, watch before this one. But I think it's so interesting because, like I said, it, it, as I'm watching it, I'm like, what is... Because I didn't know anything about it. All I knew, you know, that it was on for an Oscar, so I was like, let me check it out. Um, but I didn't... I, I was. I kept waiting for what the hook was, right? What the story was. And so when she goes up to give her... To tell her the recording, I thought, oh, this is going to be like... Maybe like a mistaken identity. I don't know. I was expecting like some kind of crazy thing mm-hmm. to, to be like the hook for the story. But it was such a small thing. And I love that it just unraveled from there. Like it's like she just pulled a pin and a grenade. And then from there it just cascaded... Um, and so I thought that was really, really interesting and, and really cool. So it's um, the movie's called The Teacher's Lounge. It's in theaters now. I think it'll probably eventually be like on Hulu or HBO Max or something. <laughs> um, but it, it's worth your time if you're a teacher. I think it, I think it's, if you're a teacher, I think it's worth your time. But I, I think there's other movies that you could watch instead. Okay. Um, because it's pretty good. Um, so from that one to one that I was like, eh, or not, uh, but because I did have a good time. But in terms of eh, like recommending it to one that I think is a must-watch. Is a movie called The Lobster. So, have you heard of this movie? It's by the director of Poor Things. His name is Yorgos Lanthimos. It's got Colin Farrell in it. Um, so it's 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 one of his earlier American movies um, from 2015. So he he did that one, and then he did one called uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer two years later, and then he did The Favorite with um, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, and then this year he did Poor Things, which is nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I talked about it earlier here. Um, and so I loved The Favorite, and I loved Poor Things, and but I'd heard that those are his most accessible ones because they're written by somebody else. And so they're more, like, crowd-friendly, especially Poor Things. It's a, It kind of ends up being kind of a crowd-pleaser. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... And so then this... Yesterday they had it at... Um, this whole month for Valentine's, A24, the distribu- distribution company, had different uh, sort of, like, off-kilter romances every Wednesday. So they had Pearl, the one about the killer girl and then they had what was the one last week that i didn't get a chance to see i don't know but then uh this week they had the lobster and next week they have the lighthouse which i, I don't like but anyway and so the lobster is Pattinson, right yeah i'm willing to foe um i which i don't really like like i don't like it but anyway and so uh the lobster is the story of colin farrell he uh gets divorced and i think he gets divorced actually but but um but anyway so he 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 
it's a, it takes place in a society where if you are single, you are um, f- placed into these like camp not camps, but they're like hotels programs where you have forty five days to find a mate, and if you don't find a mate by the end of the forty five days, they transform you into an animal. And like I that's say, it. So I would you, say off kilter is a solid description for this. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he gets there, they ask him. They were like, "What would you like to be when you, you know, if you run out of time?" And oh, so they like, get to choose like, like, which animal they turn into. Yeah, and so he's like, "I'd like to be a lobster because they, he's like because they say he's like because they remain fertile until death and they live a long time. They live like a hundred years or something." He, he, and and okay. so the yeah. movie is. So goddamn funny, dude. Because the, the, when you when you start watching it, it, it seems like a very drama, but it is it, it's like bone dry drama stuff, right? It it's so hard to describe the way that he the director makes them read their lines. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't even describe it. But it, but once you get on the wavelength, because it does take like five to ten minutes to sort of get what the the way that they deliver the lines is very dryly. Like he'll be like Colin Farrell will walk up. Let me see if I can if I can do it. He'll be like, uh, he'll be like, hey, do you want to go for the walk for with a walk with, with us to go on a walk? Like, would you want to come with? And they'll be like, yeah, I think that sounds like a very fun activity. I'd love to come. Like very like stilted, but then the line the way that the lines that they give are so goddamn funny. And dude, but there's some sequences where I had like tears in my eyes. But it's 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 like pitch black comedy. Um, and I loved it. Um, I, I, I definitely recommend it if you've never seen any of the other ones. It definitely, I, I think, I gave it a four and a half out of five. I think it would have been a perfect movie, a five out of five, if, if the ending had sort of tied a bow on it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the last, like, ten to fifteen minutes, it sort of goes, it, it doesn't quite know how to end. So it just kind of, like, does something, and then it just kind of, like, ends. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. I think everything that came before it is so goddamn funny. There's a sequence where... <laughs> He, he, he I, I can't even describe it. You have to like watch it for it to be funny. But it's got um, it's got actually pretty. I, I was surprised how stacked the cast was, given that I think this is only his. I think like first American movie or first or second American movie. But it's got Colin Farrell, Rachel Weisz, uh, uh, Leah Sidu, uh, uh, John C. Riley is in it for a little bit. Uh, Olivia Coleman. Um, I think that's it. But um. Yes, it's it's very very funny. I definitely recommend it. It's it's just under two hours, um, but like I said, I think the one thing that prevents it from being like this is a must watch pitch black comedy is that ending, which I think is a little. <sighs> it seems like he does. He wrote this thing where something happens to a character, and then from then on, the movie doesn't quite keep up the 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 pace and the snappiness that it had right. before. Um. But just so goddamn funny, dude. And it's so funny because it, it was clear... The audience was... The theater was pretty full, considering that it's like a nine-year-old movie on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny hearing people sort of get used to the kind of tone because there'd be like little giggles early on and people... You feel like this uncomfortableness where people are like unsure when to laugh. Right. And so there was like... I was laughing the whole time. And there was like I said, the one time where I was laughing so hard I had tears in my eyes. But like there was two girls next to me to the right of me and they like didn't laugh once. And so I'm like... Like, did they think this was like a like? What did they think they were coming into? Right. Um. But uh, but yeah. But I'm I'm really excited to watch Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is the one in between the favorite and this one. And I think if you watch all of them, you sort of go, oh, this is like they're all so goddamn funny, but they all require like 
10 to 15 minutes to get on the wavelength on, okay. of like what he's like with the kind of tone that he's asking um, from the actors. Yeah, the way you describe um, the dialogue, the the most recent thing I could think of that sounds like it, and I could be wrong, could not be similar, but like just based on the way you described it, um, would be like how the uh, the the innies talk in Severance, like like the yes like, like yes like the, specifically uh-huh. like John yeah. Turturro's character like Irving yes yes exactly the guy who's like more like yes yes exactly he's like you have to follow the rule book because if you don't follow the rule book and he says something but it sounds off just because of yes, yes like that like a mix between that the, and like the Banshees of Inisherin like that kind of the one that killed me and like I forgot about it until my dad just kind of recently watched it and he brought it up was when he's like. He goes to the fucking, I don't know, the, I don't know if it's the break, the break room I think is the bad spot. Whichever one has uh, the the woman like telling you things about your Audi. Oh yeah, yeah. She's Mm -hmm. like, your Audi loves music and something else and he like smiles and he like laughs a little bit and she's like, please don't show any more emotion towards one than the other. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, right, right. Exactly. That that's exactly I would you know what? I'm gonna look up after this if I it wouldn't surprise me if if Severance is influenced by those uh Yorgos movies because it is that exact sort of like it's this very bureaucratic look at something that should be much more emotional. Right. Like I think in the whole movie in the lobster, it's hilarious, but I think it, it one person laughs one time and it was so jarring. Rachel Weiss laughs one time because somebody tells her a joke or something. And it is the most jarring thing to see her do, to see them do that. Because you're like, wait, what, what? oh, wait, that's the first time anybody's laughed. Even though I have laughed Not many, stopped. many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, great time. I definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, that's The Lobster. And I, I don't know where it's streaming, but I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. It's a, it's a fairly, I don't know, maybe you need to rent it, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, those are uh, two more things that I've been, uh, um, watching. What, uh, what else have you been getting into? All right. Um, the, the next thing I'll mention is I, earlier, um, I had started a show called Code, uh, Gios and I can't remember what happened. I made it to, I finished season one and then season two. This is like all right. So now that I've done it again, so I sorry, I got to season one. I start. I've started the first episode of season two, uh, you know, and I was just like something was weird, and I just like couldn't get into it, and I just stopped. So then it like a long time has passed. I was like, all right, let me try it again. So I watched the first season, uh, the whole first season, and I was like, second season it starts weird again, and I'm like, man, all right, I'm gonna just try and push through. And I was like, you know, I tried to push through last time, just couldn't do it. Blah blah blah. So the thing that's wild to me, and like clearly means that there's something wrong with me is that it's only weird for like the first half of episode one of season two like like i was like i just gotta push through i tried last time i couldn't and then it was like i only made it like halfway through the episode and everything was clear again and i was like how the fuck did i not like why didn't i just push through for like three more minutes like i had to have been so close before and then just like wrote off the whole fucking show you were um, like the the meme of the guy digging yeah, exactly with the diamonds yeah except <laughs> except instead of like except instead of that it's like the diamonds are like really close anyways and then i just like i still didn't make it you know what I mean? like like the diamonds aren't even <laughs> all the way on the right of the screen it's like still mostly on the left but i still left um but yeah so anyways made it through um Second season's really good. Uh, the the first season's great. I would say the first season's better than the second. Um, 
just because, like, and I feel like this is the case with a lot of things. Like, the first season starts, there is a very clear end goal that is, like, world-altering end goal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this guy wants to achieve this thing that's, like, giant-scale world-altering. But, Mm -hmm. like, so much of, like, the first season revolves around, like, these interpersonal cat-and-mouse games and, like, high-stakes situations where, like, only one person knows it's high-stakes. Like, it... Hmm. Your main character is a student at a high school. And, like, there's another student at the high school that is, like, for whatever reason, like, directly opposed to this kid, like, unknowingly. Because, like, your main character does a lot of stuff, like, behind the scenes where people don't know he's the one orchestrating things. So it's, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of, like, back and forth with, like, one guy that's, like, trying to play chess you know what i mean and like another person that like doesn't even realize it's a game but is like fucking shit up and so it's like all these weird little interpersonal connections between like high schooler kids and other shit that like revolve and so like all that stuff is very tight and neat and it's like tense but then like season two to eventually get to that world ending goal which it does get to like Mm -hmm. it kind of loses some of that and it's not that it like sucks once it loses that because it's it just becomes larger in scale and you know what I mean? It's just, you lose some of that, some of that, that you get in the first season. And that was like kind of the highlight of the first season, really. Um, mm. You lose some of that in season two, but uh, still really good. One of the things I like that it does is three quarters of the way through season two, you, you get the feeling that like, Oh, I think I know what's going to happen. And, it's instead of the thing that the thing that is you think is gonna happen is like tragic um like things get achieved but you think it's gonna be in a way that you know is not great um and like you one thing i I like about it is that i feel like it would have been very easy and it would have like they could have set it up so easy to like get you to expect the tragic thing and then be like, mm-hmm. but everything turns out great in the end. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we yeah. avoid the tragic ending and we still get the things we wanted. And this doesn't really do that. Like it gives you like, nah, like this is, we, we set up the rules and like, we are following the rules. Like, like this is what's going to happen. And so it's, it's, it's such a weird, like, it's not like a twist. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's what I was expecting, but like, even expecting it, I'm expecting the twist that never comes. Just because mm. that's what shows and movies do. You know what I mean? Like, the good guys right, win. Right. Everyone lives happily ever after. And you, like, kind of keep waiting for it. And then it just doesn't happen. And you're like, that's kind of dope, actually, that we, like, stuck to the the stakes that we were given. Um, ultimately, really good, I think. Uh, definitely... This lies somewhere in the middle of the recommend scale, which is that, like, I think it's really good. Um, Chainsaw Man is on the bottom, which I think was good, but, like, I, I can't recommend to most people. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is somewhere in the middle. I think it's very good. I feel like it's less off-putting than Chainsaw Man, but it's also older, and, like, 
it, it's like very anime style. Is, you know what I mean? Like everyone's people are like two inches wide. They're like super slender. You know, like Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know if you ever remember seeing mm. Yu-Gi-Oh, but like motherfuckers, yeah, yeah. like their arms are like one inch thick and they're like long and gangly and pointing. A lot of like gestures hair, over their head. yep. A lot of gestures over his face. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of like hand over his face and then goes to say something, sticks his hand all the way out. Like it, it's just over the top. But I still think it's really good. So um, I give it probably eight and a half out of ten. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. So that's that. Um, nice. What what else you got? What what were you? What, well, is it on uh, Crunchyroll? Is yep. that what you watching yep. on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, Code Geass. It's twenty four episode season one and twenty five episode season two. Um, okay. There are then movies. The movies are more like the Dragon Ball Z movies, which is that it's like alternate uh, okay. alternate timeline. Uh, it's it's less like same. This the the Dragon Ball Z movies are like all the same characters, but then the thing that didn't happen. This is like its own. It's a real. It's it's a story. It goes beginning to end, but it's just alternate. So like, you don't have to watch the movies, or you could watch just the movies and not the show. But like, it's gonna be different than what the show is. Um, yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. I've never um realized. You know, you're talking about Dragon Ball Z. I've never realized that the Pokemon movies also follow those yep. rules, and like, I'd never. It never, like, that never, as a kid, I was never like, wait a second. What are the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he saved the world with Lugia. Why doesn't he mention it? But I, I, that never, or he faced Mewtwo and he got turned into stone. How come he never mentions that? Well, <laughs> well they got their mind erased at the end of that one. But, but it, it, it's just, and when you mentioned that, I was like, wait, that, it's like one of those where I was like, wait, there's something, another series that does that. And I was like, oh, wait, the biggest fucking anime series in the world. Of course. Like, yeah. Shit. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, this one's, yeah, like I said, this is less like a, just a story that appears like that doesn't matter out of nowhere as much as it is like just a different version of the same thing, um, I guess is how I describe it. Cool. It's, it's a, it's less monster of the week and more just like, nah, this is just this, this is just a different version of that same story. Um, okay. So, but either way, show's really good. I, I, I did not watch the movies. I'm not interested in watching the movies. Um, so I would definitely just recommend the show. Uh, so 51 episodes total. Each episode's 20 minutes. Um, okay, you, can get, you can get through it pretty quick. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Cool. I would say get through three episodes and you should have a good idea of whether it's anything you're interested in. Honestly, probably after two. The, the first one's a little weird because it's setting up a lot. Um, right, it's like the pilot of any show. Right, I mean that's what I tell people too, and it's like, hey, well, like Breaking Bad. I'm like, well, you know, you gotta watch the first one because it does move like a bullet, but you also have to watch two and three because, <coughs> excuse me, you have to get used to what the tone and the speed and the in the um pace is actually like. Right, which I would say is a little bit more deliberate yep. in the first season after that pilot episode. Yep, that, that exactly. I say get through three episodes. You should know um, if it's anything you're interested in. So. Definitely check that out. Nice. nice. All right, so what you got? What you got? Cool, cool. I will, uh, I'll go through the last four because I think two of them are actually pretty short. Um, one, uh, I rewatched Spider-Man. So I went home to visit the family and my niece was over there with my parents and I was like, Addy, what you know about this? You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about, about this. the OG the... Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, the OG hey. Spider-Man 2002. I was like, you don't, you don't know nothing about this, Addy. This is the real shit. This motherfucker bars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic um 
And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's like I've said before, it's one of those, like, Mean Girls, The Matrix, where I've seen it so many times. Um, but it, it actually had been a minute since I'd seen it from start to finish, like, as I'm, like, you know, putting it on with people. Um, and it's, it's incredible how, um, it, it, it's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, maybe not as much as Pirates of the Caribbean or The Matrix, but it, it's like a, it's a minor lightning in a bottle movie in that it's, we sort of take for granted what an origin movie moves like, what it, what it works with it, like um, Iron Man or Doctor Strange mm-hmm. or um, I think there was even one recently or even like a Superman one and how easy it is and how effortless it seems as I'm watching it. But I'm like, Damn, this must have been really hard, right? To have, When to show Toby, when to show the powers, the, the sort of juice that Sam Raimi has in making it and the, the, it, it has uh, those sort of classic like close-up of eyes and crash zooms and stuff mm-hmm. and it, it's really good. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and Addie loved it. She, you know, of course she's seven, so anytime it was like a dialogue sequence, she'd be like, well, "Okay," she kind of sort of get distracted or whatever, right? But anytime that there was an action sequence, she was right back in it, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so that's Spider Man. If you if you haven't seen it in a minute, I definitely recommend it. I think um, she liked it. I don't know. I got You know, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you're like, "Did you like it?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, yes." But it's like, you know, you don't really know what they actually thought about it. Like, oh, right. it was scary or it was exciting. So, I think I probably, if I ever were to see Spider-Man Two with her, I'd probably wait because I feel like Spider-Man Two is a lot more deliberate, a lot more. I want to see like adult. I remember as a kid enjoying one more than two, mm-hmm. just because I was like, "Well, you know, there's just more, more action, and it just goes by faster." But without realizing that the the meat and potatoes of two is what makes it head and shoulders, um, like one of the best ever. Um, but uh, yeah, Spider Man 2002, still great, of course, still um, a great blockbuster. Um, uh, best, I also watched a uh, superhero movie villain of all time, uh, and you think. Thing I'm about to say, Green Goblin, but what I'm actually saying is Bonesaw. (laughs) (laughs) He's ready. (laughs) Yes, that's a great sequence. That's so good, and and even something like that, right? You think, God, how do we show him have these powers? And the movie, like that sequence, is only five minutes, maybe five seven minutes, right? But it it is electric. It just like eclipse, right? He goes there. He signs up. He says, "She's like in the web," and he tells her her name. And then he's like the human spider, and the guy gives him Spider Man, right? And they go in there, and he's like, "This is a cage match," right? And then he gets that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like from from the moment that he gets dropped off by his uncle Ben before he goes there to the moment when he like, and then afterward when he lets that guy go, and then he chases him in the city, and then he sees that it's Uncle Ben. Ten minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. right? But it just moves so well that it, you know you don't need, you can't even tell. And it it seems simple, but it's not, right? Especially right. considering something like a piece of shit like Madame Web, uh, you know, in in theaters now, it's it's a turd. And after thirty years of doing these superhero movies, you would think that they'd be able to do them effortlessly, right. but it's pretty clear that it, it's like not, you know, even now. It, um, man, how do you fuck that up? That's like, that's like I just don't understand. Uh, it, it's like, exactly it's so that's the thing. Like, you can make a forgettable superhero, but, like, to be straight up that bad is, like, oh, okay. In 2024, it's, like, you have to... It, it clearly is... It, it's so interesting. Like, I would love to see how much studio interference had... Not, not in Madame Web, but in, like, the Raimi one. Like, how much was he given? You know, given... Considering that he hadn't made, like, a big blockbuster before. Considering that this is only, really like, I think, like, the third, like, blockbuster of this kind of budget. You know, before... Um, after the X-Men movie in 2000. So, it's, like... 
considering that to now, it's like, well, clearly the studio's like, well, we gotta stick our fingers in Madam Web because we gotta figure out how to, you know, make this work. And it's like, I just, it, it, it blows my mind both how much of a miracle the first one is and how these just guys cannot get it together for these movies now. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, and so, um, I also watched The Beekeeper, the one with Jason Statham, and it's a fine, it's like a TNT Sunday afternoon action movie, right? Yeah. Um, I think I liked it less than most people, um, because it's very clearly like a John Wick ripoff, right? Like, mm-hmm. the guy was wronged, and it's like, oh, you don't know, <sighs> did you know who you just fucked with? Oh my god, oh my god, we are so fucked, do you, do you realize who you messed with? And it's like, oh, and then some, you know, some jerk is like, ah, some guy with a car, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's exactly. like, <laughs> and it's like one of those, and it's like, no, you, you idiot, you just killed us. It's like one of those. Um, but the difference is that imagine every single aspect of John Wick down one notch. So the cinematography, actually down two notches, <laughs> the acting down one, the action down one, every the story down one, the world build, everything that you can imagine that makes John Wick awesome, at, at least in the first one, because I think if you were to compare this one to four, it's like, you know, the coughing baby and the hydrogen bomb, it's like <laughs> night and day, but from the first John Wick, it's like just a notch down from, from that first one. Right. Um... And kind of similar and, to what we just said about the superhero movie, it's like there have been four of these John Wick's movies. Like you, you should be able to make like a really solid right, one of exactly. these because you've seen the formula you, four times in a row. <laughs> you, you should watch the fourth one and see what works there so well, right? And, but they, they can't quite grasp what makes it uh, great. So I'll, I'll hook on two things because it's not really not worth the time to discuss. But I think that the, the two things that are worth meriting are the first one is um, I think the. Well, I guess maybe it's just one, but they're kind of connected, which is that John Wick one and the, all of them work is because John Wick, for every time he punches, he gets punched, right? Or yep. He falls, right? And he's bloody and he jumps out a window. And even though he gets up and fine, he, he, just the fact that he goes, oh, fuck. Uh, and he's like hobbling, yeah, right? Yeah, that's and what I was about like to say. Tired. He like hobbles away every time. Like, and you're like, all exactly. right, yeah, my man's going and, through it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's technically okay, right? Because he gets up, yeah. but he's still like, oh, oh. when he falls off the thing, he's like, oh, get me a gun. Oh. And he's like, right? Or he and falls like, on glass, and he's like... Oh. As ridiculous as the idea of John Wick is, like, somehow that adds, like, just enough credibility and, like, legitimacy that you, like, buy in really hard. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, like look... There's no way this dude should be able to kill this many people and live. You know what I mean? But it's right. like, but for some reason, like him just getting up, be like, fuck, and just like limping away, like barely getting out of a confrontation. You're like, nah, man, you just got luck. Like, you know what exactly. it is? You know what it is? This is exactly what it is. It's when you're doing your March Madness bracket and then you pan out and you're like, oh, fuck, bro, I got the 12 seed making it to the final four. Because, like, every individual thing, you're like, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they could win that game. Yeah, they exactly, could win that yeah, game. Exactly, and but so then when like, you John, zoom out. Yeah, so John Wick, while you're bought in, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. You get through all those people. And it's like, then, like, if you really stop and think about it, like, the whole movie, you're like, no, nah, you definitely should have died at some point there. But it's like, those individual games, you're bought in, and you're like, nah, bro, he can win this. Exactly. He's going to the next Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Because then, you know, the the, the there is um, there's another sort of John Wick ripoff called Nobody. You know, the one with Bob Odenkirk. Yep. Some, some exact same thing. Oh my gosh, this guy who has a normal life. They fuck with him, and they're like, oh my god, do you know who you're fucking with? It's the fucking Nobody, Mister Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. 
And both in The Beekeeper and Nobody, there is one... Both of the movies have one sequence, especially in, in, um, in The Beekeeper, it happens at the end, and Nobody happens at the beginning, where in Nobody, he runs into these uh, thugs on a bus. And it's a great action scene, because he, he knocks him out. He ki- I don't think he kills him, but he, he like beats the shit out of them. But then he also gets the shit beat out of him. Right. But then around halfway point, the halfway point in that movie, he just becomes this unkillable killing machine, and never once is there any kind of tension as to whether he's going to get hurt or die, which right. sort of stops the movie in its tracks, and it's why I don't really like nobody that much. And then same thing with you with the beekeeper, where early on he disposes of these people, but then you, I'm always I keep I kept expecting him to run into something. And then he never does, and at the very end, he runs into this guy in this kind of another John Wick ripoff in this kind of hallway full of mirrors. Okay. And that fight is awesome, dude. He like you know he's there punching, but then the guy's you know, um, what is it called? Reversing him and punching, and then he gets stabbed in the side. But then the guy pulls a knife, and then, and then there's like one of those where you know he has a knife, and the guy's behind him, and he's holding him, and he's like the knife is getting real close to his face. And yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, you see the glass creak and this oh twist, you know, like that. Kind Kind of shit awesome stuff and i'm you know somebody put the posted the clip on twitter and i was like if the rest of the movie had been this it'd be one of the best action movies ever for me but just the fact that every single scene just is like oh what's all what's all this about then you know and it's like okay i mean that's cool and there is great physicality and i'm glad that he can still do these kinds of stunts but i would love it if he would you know there's no reason it couldn't take, have been better. <laughs> exactly. I would take four fights against, like, mini-bosses and fewer grunt, like, headshots. Like, you know, he punches their knees and they, their arm, their legs go, ah! And then he shoots them in the head. And it's like, okay, cool. But then after you see that 20 times, you're like, I would gladly trade, you know, 10 of these grunt shots for just one mini-boss that maybe gives him a little bit of a fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine, right? Like, if you're watching, it's like an hour and 40. If you're watching, if you're like, I want to watch a movie with my family, with my dad or something, and it's like a Sunday afternoon, you could do a lot worse um, than The Beekeeper. Okay. Um, and then to close out the movies real quick, I watched Magnolia, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and it was good. It's just a little long. It's like three hours. And by the, you know, by the, by the 2.30 mark, the movie's kind of a, it's, 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 it's a bit of a downer. And so by the time, by the, by then you're like, God, just... <laughs> Give me some ray of hope, you know. There's like somebody, <laughs> old man, who's dying, and people who are depressed, and it's just it's a it's a downer. And I was telling Sydney afterward because we went to see it at the Alamo. I'd never seen it before, and I was like, it's funny. I was looking up uh, you know stuff about it before I went to see it, and Paul Thomas Anderson was like, they asked him to like, what would you tell yourself back then as you're making Magnolia? Like, what would you change or would you tell yourself anything? And he said that he would tell himself to chill out a little bit. And then uh, to cut out like twenty minutes, and I was like, you know what? He's right because it, it's a very, it, it's a very compared to something like Licorice Pizza or even There Will Be Blood. Really, it feels like a very tense movie. Whereas There Will Be Blood feels much more effortless, much more confident, and much more um, relaxed. Even though there is like you know oil and and murder and and uh, you know it's a historical drama, it feels a lot more um, like he's much more in command in that rather than here where it feels very. I don't want to say angsty, but it feels much more like uh, a play. Not a play, but like a, 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 a sort of like a everything in the kitchen sink kind of movie where he right. you know, he, he threw everything at it. Now, the filmmaking is top notch. Like the, the way he moves the camera and the cuts and the, the filmmaking is great. It's just feels like a lot. Yeah. Sometimes. The opposite um, of the Magnolia. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Bam, got him. Um, and then I'll uh, wrap it up with Amelie. I watched, um, they had it this week for Valentine's. It's a French movie from 2001 about a, a young girl who's a little bit antisocial who decides one day to make uh, her life better. Well, no, she decides to make people in her life in her life, lives better. So, like, you know, to form romantic connections or, you know, old lost loves and things like that. Um, and it's just charming as hell. And it's a lot like Magnolia in that there's always some sort of camera move. There's always some sort of push. There's always some sort of bright color. It, 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 it's a it's it's a vibrant filmmaking in it, and it's very kinetic. And um, I'd seen it before and I liked it a little bit more. Um, but then Sydney had never seen it and she loved it. Um, she straight up, she said she was like five out of five. She's like, I would watch that again, um, tomorrow if I could. Um, so that's Amelie, um, in Magnolia. And I guess yeah, this week out of everything I watched, I probably said, if you're listening, you're like, dang, he said a lot. What should I watch? I'd probably say probably Dune, I think okay. Dune part one, just because part two is coming out and it's getting such great reviews and you want to be part of the conversation and also enjoy a great movie. I think you can't go wrong. Um, all the other ones you can sort of, you know get to them when you can but i think if you're looking for something to watch this week i think dune part one is is definitely um the move okay um last thing i've got is i started control uh i bought it when it was on sale like it was like a spring sale i think i got it for like 10 bucks very Um, cool so Mm -hmm. started it um i don't know how far i am through it it feels I don't know. It's hard to say. The reason it's hard to say is because this game is such a just fucking, like, I mean this in the best way possible. It's just a fucking maze. Like, like the, actually, <laughs> in the worst way possible, fuck the people who made this map. This map is just the most heinous, yes. awful the, the shit. The way to get back and, yeah, oh, yes, like, yes. Right, here's, yeah, the like, here's the deal. In the right, naming this, of the levels. I can deal, here's the thing, I can even deal with the naming. My issue is that the fucking map shows every level on it all at once, and it separates the levels by color. But what that means is that the top, so the top floor is like a white, and the bottom floor is a black, and then, you know, the middle are different shades of gray in between. Um, You can be walking around, and, like, if the area you're in is the bottom floor, but, like, there is a part of the top floor that's above you... On the map, there's no way to distinguish that. So you're like, mm-hmm. fu- am I am I on the bottom <laughs> floor? Am I on the fucking? Do I need to be up? Do I need to be down? It's just and sometimes you can fly and float. So sometimes it'll look right. like you're on the first hey. one, but you'll jump up and be like, wait, wait. Right, hey, levitation game changer. That shit made everything so much less awful. Um, the moment you can jump and float up and down, it's like, oh, bro. Like, anytime, anytime I was on the ground and trying to figure out where I was going, and I could see a catwalk above me, and I was like, is that where I need to be? I don't know. And I just fucking want it. Like, now I can literally just float up to it and be like, yep, this is where I needed to be. Or like, nope. And then I just fucking leave. Um, who, bro, we've been making maps for video games for how long now? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking, like, yeah, yeah. 30 years. And, like, why are you bad at this? Um, that, 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 dude, yes. This and the, the... There was a Star Wars game recently, like, Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah. Same it's thing? Like, same thing, dude. I'm like... Just, like... It's like I have to... It's like 3, 3D. Like, when they do a 3D thing, I'm like, fuck you. Just give me a goddamn yellow arrow on top of please because right. i can like hey it's... and then when i need to tell if i if i need to go to the first second or third floor i just press r1 or l1 and i just fucking bloop, 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 
up to the next floor and then I kind of figure out where I need to go. Like, right, this exactly. is not complicated, bro. It's, it's just... And, and, um, the one thing I loved about Control is the combat. I thought the combat is so smooth and the power-ups and stuff. Yep. Um, I... If you were like, hey, ever, from your memory right now, because you played Control, I think I think two years ago now, yeah. what happens in Control? I'd be like, there's a lady, she goes to an office that's like, haunted or something? <laughs> and that's, that, that's like all, I, that, that'd be like, or it's like supernatural, but like there's like powers. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that's so, like that, and so like. And the thing is, is like, I'm, yeah, so she goes to an office, it's like a supernatural fucking government agency, and shit's going south inside the, the supernatural government agency, and that's what you're dealing with. But like, the thing is, is there are a ton, a ton of just like, documents, and I mean like, oh my like gosh. literal, like documents like you're walking by you see a folder it's got classified stamped on it you fucking grab it you can read the document there are so it's, many it's not there's so many and it's like pages and pages and pages of like shit and i'm like i'm not fucking reading these. Right, like so, I, so, I, I i'll read the ones that are in like the last of us part two because it'll be like you know you'll be walking through a town or like the, the neighborhood right and you'll read it and it'll put together like a mini story but it's yeah. like it's like you know like what like 30 seconds to read a thing you're like wow i can't believe it's like well, um we're leaving they came up and they rounded us and if you're still alive meet us at the sea yeah and like that's it right yeah but like so control these, is not that they're more in depth um the thing i will say is like personally i'm actually really enjoying that part like i like reading all the stuff because it, it does Man, all right, so here's here's a good example. Like, you'll walk through an area, and there's mm. these supernatural items, right? And they're all in, like, these containment cells. And you're just walking oh, by, yeah, and you're yeah. seeing all of them. But the thing is, is, like, throughout the game, you find documents. And they're, like, referring to these. And if you weren't paying attention to the documents, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, supernatural things. And, like, ultimately, that's all that matters. Like, having read the documents doesn't change the story or gameplay in any significant way. But it's cool, like, I see in a cell this fucking baby stroller. And I'm like, oh, I read about that, like, earlier in the game. I know what this thing does. And so it's like, mm. ultimately, it doesn't matter. And you could you could get through the game without checking it. But I'm having fun reading all these things and, like, kind of, like, it scatters them frequently enough that I never feel like I'm reading a bunch and never seeing anything that's relevant. Um, so, like, I love that. And like you said, the combat is solid. But also, because so much of this game's story is like, there's supernatural shit and you're like trying to figure it out as you're going. I have no I have no clue how close to the end I am. Because I saw a thing <laughs> that maybe, I was like, oh shit, I'm almost there. And I really have no idea. Um, so, I, I just don't know. But, the thing, it's funny you mentioned it with, uh, you were talking about the beekeeper. Um... Like, the only complaint I have about this game, really, so far, other than the map being absolutely atrocious, is... Mm -hmm. Bro, there are, like, no... There are, like, no bosses. Like, it's just dudes everywhere, I feel like. Like, you'll, you'll go in an area and be like, it's a boss, but it's just a regular enemy that is, like... The, it's it's just strong. Yep, it right. does all the shit the other enemies did, but he's just doing it now 
and he floats. Or you know what I mean? It's and like, his health is like yeah. a little. It's like he's got way more health. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. And yeah, funny I agree because like there's one boss fight I've gotten twice. Um, that is like clearly a side thing, um, which is like I don't know if you did many of the side missions, but there's a uh, some items get out and you have to go clean them for this guy named Langston and like. There's a couple of them where you go to cleanse the item, and, like, it sucks you into this dark area, and this big fucking thing comes out. I don't know if you did that with, like, one eyeball, and it shoots big orbs at you. Um, I think so, yeah. That Those fights are dope. And, like, like it requires you, like, you'll float from area to area. You have to, like, use the telekinesis grab to, like, throw stuff at him. And, and it, like, you have to use all your tools to get through this in, like, a way that is not just, like, the way you kill every other enemy. And the two times I've gotten that fight, I'm like, God, this is sweet. And then it's like, but then the rest of the game, I'm just like killing dudes. Like, like you're walking area, it's like, whoa, and a bunch of them pop up. You're like, cool, this is what I'm doing. Like, you just fucking, especially like, I, I maybe because I'm doing so much of the side stuff. Like, I'm at the point now where like most of the enemies I come across, at least regular guys. Like, I just pick up one fucking filing cabinet launching out of the dead. So it's like, <laughs> boom, gone. Oh, yeah. Boom, gone. And so it's like, a lot of it's just like, I'm having so much fun with the other stuff that I'm not going to say the game sucks or anything. And I do think the combat is good when it's being utilized. But, like, I really wish there was more going on gameplay-wise. Um, mm. I feel like they left some stuff on the table. Uh, it's the exact opposite of how I feel about god of war games which is i feel like you know you have your regular guys here and there but then they give you giant set pieces and i'm missing right. set pieces like there's none um there's one set piece um, uh that is related i don't know if this was dlc because the the edition i bought was like the ultimate edition i yes i, I was gonna mention that i was like sometimes i feel like i i i I was playing a mission. I'd be like, "Wait, is this this feels DLC ish ish?" But like, so right. I couldn't tell. There was one thing I immediately could tell was DLC, and I don't know. It's just like a mechanic that I, I is in other games as DLC. Um, the jukebox. Did you ever deal with the jukebox? Yes, yes. Is that the one? It sends you like out on an expedition in the quarry area, and it gives you like random objectives to deal while you're out there. Yeah, is it the one where it's like different, different, like there's like three different levels or something? Yeah, it gives you like, like four different, different islands. Like you start at one islands, place and yeah, then you like each one, go out to an like island. It's timed. Yep, yep. So yeah, that, yeah, I immediately yeah. knew that was DLC. I heard there was a ju- mm. jukebox. It said Expedition. And I was like, this is DLC. And, and sure enough, it's basically the extra content in God of War where you're going through the mist area. It's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like randomly generated. You're doing all like different stuff every time. It's that. Um, I, I could tell immediately when it handed me the first token. Did, I was like, okay, that's what that is. But did you do the, um, did you do the, uh, the head, there's like a set piece where you put on some headphones and it's like heavy metal. No, I've not done that. And yet. I would describe it as kaleidoscopic. I've not it's done like one sequence. It, it's the closest to like a single play, like a like a sort of uh, traditional single player mission. And that thing is the one that stuck with me the most. That thing was so fun and so inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll know you'll know the moment you do it. But it's it's like the one thing that I, I remember most about the game. Okay. Um, the the DLC area, I, what I think is DLC, and this is where I'm not sure 100. percent I got to an area that is like clearly just a whole entire Alan Wake area. Um. And Alan Wake, I feel like I mentioned this before, but Alan Wake was like, 
I think Remedy is the people that made this game. They're like their first game. They maybe not the first game, but like the first one I remember and a lot of people remember that they made was like Alan Wake, which is like a psychological horror thriller kind of game. Right. Um, yeah. Which which you can see a lot of that DNA in Control, but like it's it's way less action. It, it's like a lot of it is you walking around with a flashlight. Um, and so like it was on release, people were like, this shit's awful. Um, and I think it's because people were expecting, you know, something different. And then like as time went on, people started to like, it got a cult following because they're like, no, nah, it's actually pretty good. It's just like, it's a different experience. It's just not what you expect. Right, right, exactly. So they made this game and this game did really well. And they have made Alan Wake 2, um, which people were like, people were psyched for because it's been so long. Um, but there's a whole, there's a whole section of this game where like, it's Alan Wake. Like they mention them, some of the documents you find on the ground mention them offhandedly. And I could see those being in the regular game, like, and just like, cause it's like very small mentions that you wouldn't know are a game called Alan Wake, except for they say like Mr. Wake and they name the place that Alan Wake takes place in. Um, Mm -hmm. Those I could see being there, but I'm in, like, a whole chapter that, like, it seems self-contained. I'm dealing with, like, a villain that's in one of the first Alan Wake game. Like, you know what I mean? So, I think it might be DLC. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, um, but yeah, anyways, all that, uh, pretty, really fun game. The mechanics are great. It plays great. Controls great. Um, I just feel like they left stuff on the table. I feel like it could have been even better with a little more creative creativity. Um, mm. but the story and stuff that's going on, I think is, is pretty good. There's a lot of extra stuff to look at if you're interested in it. It, it is pretty good as well. No, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. I thought it was a great game. So yeah, so there's that. Um, oh, the other thing I'm, I'm not crazy about with this, with this game though, is that like this game gives you like six weapons maybe. And like blatantly, I just feel like like you can have two of them equipped at a time, and I feel like there's two that are just clearly the best. And I, I could be wrong. Maybe other people use different ones, but like I use like the basically what's the rocket launcher and basically what's the sniper rifle, and like that's all I use. <laughs> mm. I just blow people up or I fucking shoot them across the room, and I'm like, all right, we're done. Uh, anything I, in between? I, I'm just throwing fucking filing cabinets at people, bro. I'm just fucking yucking them. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I used. They got one that's like a very basic pistol, and it's like okay. They got yeah. like the little shotgun, um, and then there's like, bro, the fucking the little like machine gun. That shit's trash. I like I haven't. I tried to use it like twice, and I was like, man, I just really cannot make this work. Um, but but yeah. Anyways, still fun, still fun. So definitely you check it out. All right, so what's uh what are the the last thing we were going to talk about briefly is the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Forty Niners. Um, in a great game. I actually thought it was one. Of, it was one of my favorite Super Bowls, like just to watch, like like on TV. Um, I know it's not the most high scoring one, but I thought, it, you know, it was what like I think like ten three at half or seven three at half. But mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it was because it was boring. It just felt like the defenses were playing really well. Right. Um. Did you um did you get a chance to watch it? Did you watch it or, I did. or yeah. Um I thought yeah, and then the, the second half was great. And even the ending, like the last so when the the the, the 49ers were driving 
and they were tied, I want to say, at 16 apiece. Um, and I, I was nervous, right? Like, I was, like, tense. I was, like, it's telling Sydney. I was, like, geez, like, if I was a fan of either one of these teams, I'd be, like, I don't know what I would be doing. Because even me not caring, just the fact that, you know, like, it, it wasn't, like, penalties. It was, like, oh, shit, it's 3-5. and five. What are they going to do? Oh, wait, there were, they, you know, like, a little, you know, Mahomes ran it or this or that. So it, it was um, a lot of fun. It was awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, what were your impressions? What did you think? Yeah, it was, watching a, it, it was a really good game. Um, I, man, it, all right, there, it was a great game. There were, to the point where, like, I can remember plays that ultimately I don't know were, like, aren't going to show up on a highlight reel, but were, like, big plays in-game. Um, the, the, the biggest one I could think of is, uh, it's like it might be the 49ers like last offensive play. I could be wrong. They send uh, Steve. The Chiefs send a like corner on a blitz, and he ends up unblocked mm. and like gets through. And he doesn't make the sack, but like uh, Purdy just has to like, throw it away. Um, right. And so like I remember like that happened, and like I text my dad immediately. I was like, the fucking testicular fortitude. To call that blitz. Because that's a blitz exactly, where, like, yes, you yeah. send a corner. Like, if they catch the dude that, like, you blitz off of, like, you, that's bad. You know what I mean? Like, that can blow right. up real quick. And I was like, that's crazy mm-hmm. to even risk it. Um, so, little things like that ended up playing a big part, which is really, like, usually is the sign of, like, an actually good game. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... It... Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say... Um, God, the fucking the I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs, if I remember correctly, their offense was like not playing well, and then it's like the second half maybe started, and it was like fucking Mahomes was just like on fire. He was, and I was like, this shit's so ridiculous. Like how? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like it's insane. Like I put on here on the notes, like second, like the second greatest of all time, and. I do think he's close, if not there now. I was, uh, I went to a um, one of Sydney's friends, who's now a coworker, but one of her friends invited us over to her, her and her husband's house to watch it, and everyone there was kind of like, um, sort of, I guess, forty yeah, ers ish, maybe, but just slightly. And I was, as as I was going into it, I was like, well, I don't really care. I just want a close game. But then as the game went on, I was like, I actually kind of want the Chiefs to win. And when the Chiefs would make a play, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. And so I was kind of like, I guess I do want the Chiefs just because fuck the 49ers. Yeah, that's my thing. And it was fuck the 49ers more than anything. When it was like, go the Chiefs. And so I was like, I guess I do want the Chiefs to win. But it's like, eh. And as I'm watching it, and, and the game ends, and they were like, oh, you know, they kind of wanted, they were like, oh, the Chiefs again. And and it, and it sort of dawned on me in that moment that I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, these people think that they're watching... Eli Manning went to, or the Steel Ben Roethlisberger win his second. Right? They think it's just like, oh my god, now this team again. But what they don't realize is that they're watching what Bamani Jones says. They're watching Michael Jordan, right? right? They're watching what could be the greatest player of all time achieve greatness. And I would much rather have that than the fucking. Then I told Sydney, I was like, I am so glad they lost because I, I just could not take. I, I could. My my sport that I love could not take Brock Purdy, Super Bowl champion and more than likely Super Bowl MVP. You know? 
Mm-hmm. I just could not take that. I couldn't take the discussions and the, is he great or is he just, I just couldn't do it. But anyway, and so I was telling her, I was like, you know, they, they think they're upset because they just watched Ben Roethlisberger win his third or his, I mean, would be his third, but they, they don't realize they're watching Jordan. They're watching what could be the greatest and they should appreciate it more. Yeah, for sure. The wildest thing though, is we're t- like, so we're talking about the GOAT debate and the thing is, is like right now, Patrick Mahomes is like, Right there, right? Like, he, you know, right. if you say Brady, I'm not going to argue with you. But, like, also if you say Mahomes, I'm probably more likely to agree with you. Um, this is the best way I can describe it. But the thing is, I saw a fucking stat. And, like, I can't find it now. But, like, I'm looking at a slightly different stat that kind of gets the same thing across. But, albeit, like, I think they're taking it in the opposite direction. So, like, the thing was, it was like... This this one says like if Mahomes plays for the same amount of time as Tom Brady, he will have eleven super at the same pace. He will have eleven Super Bowl wins to Brady's seven. He will have fifty five playoff wins to Brady's thirty five. Um, and then there's some other stats, but ultimately like the wins are and the Super Bowls are kind of the thing that I like want to point out here. And it's like that's nuts. And he's clearly outperforming Brady. But the thing is, is that like even with that being said. That's if he plays as long as Brady. And, like, right. nobody has played as long as Brady and been as good as Brady that as long. As good and... Right. You get right. what I'm saying? And also, it's, the, it's, it's the literally Michael Jordan later LeBron. On. Like, like, right. like, Michael Jordan... Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. I think Brady's LeBron, but with, like, even more winning, maybe. But it's just like... Yeah, bro, like... Patrick Mahomes. Oh, his peak. I was going to say the other way. Or, I was going to say the other way around, where you know Brady wins on talent and you know a little bit of luck, kind of like Jordan, you know, a tiny bit. But then there comes this guy who is better player in every way. But you know he's got the early rings now. But I just don't know if he ends up with the same, just because there is. Well, Brady, you know, he was very talented, and his teams were always there. There is. As much there was a little bit of luck, right? The, the Malcolm Butler interception, yeah, the the twenty eight to three collapse, even the Eagles game, which they lost, they could have easily won that if a couple of things break their way, right? Um, so uh, what's the one? The Rams one. I think there was a couple of plays in the Rams one that if it would have broken the other way, it would have swung. The only one that was like an outright like beatdown was actually his last one. Was was the well, Chiefs yeah. game? I think it was like what, like thirty to six or thirty to nine or some shit like that. Yeah. That's the only Super Bowl that I think was won by more than three or four points. Yeah. So I guess I I see what you're saying. The I think I'm looking at like the career length part of it and like the greatness over the career because like not to say Michael Jordan had like a super short career, but like ultimately like oh, the oh, thing oh. we remember Mike for is that yeah. that insane peak. Whereas like the mm-hmm. thing we remember LeBron for is like he's been great for so long. And it's like, yeah, yeah. to the point where that, like, LeBron went to the Lakers and immediately were like, even at age fucking whatever he was when he first went, it's like, he they could win a championship this year. And they did. Mm-hmm. It's like Brady, age fucking, I don't know, how old was Brady the fucking year he played for the Bucks? Um, and won uh, the I think he was like 43? Right. I want to say 43, 40, 43 fucking years old. And it was like, we put him on the Bucks and they won. Like, and it's like what the fuck are we talking about? And it's like, yeah, if Mahomes plays till he's 44 years old, he'll have 11 Super Bowl wins, but like nobody plays till they're 44 years old. So I don't know why we're even acting like that's a foregone conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. This, this way. And this is the thing. Mahomes could win 
two more Super Bowls or like go to two more Super Bowls and then never go again. And that wouldn't be outrageous. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that wouldn't be like, oh yeah. my God, historic collapse. Exactly. 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 Because, and even then he's been to four, right, dude? But none of the four, I mean, the beatdown is the one that was like, no matter what, they got their, their they, they, like, that's a game that they lost, mm-hmm. right? Capital L lost. Yeah. But the other three, dude... It's one of those things where your like your mind goes, okay, they keep winning these close ones, but it's like, is it luck? And it it, it is talent because talent ends up bending luck your way. But at a certain point, it's like, when is that not enough? And clearly, the the, the beatdown that was one, but like the first one, they were down twenty to ten late in the fourth. Yeah, the Eagles last year, um, that the game ended, I think, on a field goal, right? Yeah, they yeah. they lost, they won by three. The, you know, this year, I think they were driving in overtime. Or, yeah, they were driving in overtime or either at the end of the fourth. And it was that fourth and one where Mahomes pulled on the RPO and yeah. the boat boasts a bit. And instead of containing, he, he pump faked it to Kelsey and then he ran it mm-hmm. for the first down. Little things like that, dude, that you just go, if the guy clips his, you know, there's that uh, foot clip, right? Yeah. And he tackles short of the third. That's Super Bowl, boom, the other way. Yep. And it's just like those things where it's like, like you said, you know, if he goes back to just one more and then never again... I don't know. I just feel like, as much as I do, I I I I go. There's no way that these lucky breaks keep happening, right? I feel like Aaron Paul or Jesse Pinkman. You can't keep getting away with it, right? Because eventually you just go. There's no way that somebody is this lucky. But then I also go. Well, he is also Michael Jordan, so of course it's going to continue to happen because it's going to look like luck, but it's entirely talent. Right, and, or and at the least perfect, for the most part talent. The perfect context for that same argument is literally this Super Bowl, which is that like the defense came through clutch, right? And like the defense yes, saved yes. the game. Mm-hmm. But the reason the defense could save the game is because they they were like. Fuck it, bro. We're not paying any receivers. We're just we're spending all our money on defense because our defense is bad. We're gonna make it good, and like, and the only reason you're able to do that is because Patrick Mahomes can make fucking awful receivers work. You know what I mean? Like, we're, right. his best receiver is like a Kel- Travis Kelsey that is clearly aging. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And it's like and his best actual wide receiver was a guy that they scratched, and it was actually better for the team that they Kadarius scratched Tony? before. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then their their best receiver in that game, based on just that, is like, well, actually, their best receiver at that point was probably the rookie, the rookie receiver. What's his oh name? yeah, um, Merc, uh, Mercule Harmon. Mer, 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 no, that's Nicola Harmon. No, that's a he. All right, example: McCall Hardman got cut from the Jets, bro. They were like. We we don't even want this dude, and they were like, "All right, we'll take him. Patrick will make it work." No, it's a uh, what's his a uh, fucking Rasheed Rice was the uh, oh Rasheed Rice. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. So he came out, and he's like their best receiver. Um, but yeah, like McCall Hardman, like he couldn't even make it out of training camp. They're like, "Bro, we don't even fucking want it." And the Chiefs were like, "All right, we'll take it." <laughs> but um, like then Mark, like Markel's Valles Scantling, who's like the fucking Packers are like. Nah, bro, we're good. Like, the Packers had, like, Alan Lazard is it. And they were like, no, we're good on you, buddy. Like, and that's his, like, number two option. And, like, that's outrageous that he's able to make that work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so he's, he's I think he's 28. He just turned 28 or 27. Or he's 28. And somebody, I forget, it might have been Mike Florio or somebody on, on Twitter or some shit, said that he isn't even at... The point with a quarterback when he turns thirty, like um, like Dak Prescott or Peyton Manning, or um, 
who's another guy that that sort of like Brady eventually, um, Philip Rivers, right? Where or um, Matt Stafford when they turn when all those guys turn thirty, where they just be, they said he they said he, he the guy in the Twitter in the tweet said he hasn't reached his supercomputer stage yet, where he can go up there and he has seen so much and he knows so much that he can pretty much know where it's gonna go. The t- the Tony Romo it's gonna go this way because I've already seen this defense yeah. kind of play. He said he's, he hasn't even reached that yet. So when he reaches that, that's when he'll unlock like the next level yeah. of what he can do. Yeah, and we're talking about the next level of the guy who's already at the level where we're like, this, this is new. <laughs> yeah, already like we've been around goals, Peyton Manning, Tom piece. Brady, fucking John Elway, Dan Marino. This dude, we're like, this is some shit we ain't never seen before. And we're like, yeah, he's not even his prime yet. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like his peak peak. Right, exactly. And, and exactly. again, like, all right, so this is where it flips, and I'm like, that's LeBron, right? LeBron comes and that's another thing that like the Michael Jordan LeBron debate kind of like gets skewed a little bit. I feel like it's like LeBron came into the league in like within like a year. They're like, all right, this guy should be winning the championship. Like Michael Jordan's first like fucking, uh, I don't know how long. I want to say like four years. I could be wrong. Don't know when he got drafted, but I feel like the first few Michael Jordan years were like if the Bulls were like. I mean, he was good, but it wasn't like they were expecting championships. And so it's like we're kind of the Mahomes thing like came in the league right away, and it's like, oh, okay, we'll we'll just be in the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> what, what are we exactly. talking about? <laughs> it, it makes no sense. And and if you think about it, like right now, Mahomes is winning kind of like Le- Miami LeBron, mm-hmm. and we're about to get second Cleveland LeBron, right? Right. Like, imagine when Mahomes gives us his 2018 LeBron postseason, like that kind of like, where he just goes, well, honestly, I have to exert myself every time. We're, we're probably, like, I feel like we still haven't seen Miami Heat LeBron version of Patrick Mahomes. That'd be nuts. Because the Miami Heat version was like, I mean, realistically, I feel like if we look back, Maybe the Cavs is, like, the most complete version. But if we're talking about, like, you just look at a basketball player and you're like, he's the best. It's, like, the Miami Heat version. Um, yeah. And so, like, I don't even... If you're telling me, at thir- like, you know, 29, he's going to be at the peak of his powers. Like, we're talking about, like, the last year with the Heat or, like, the... You know what I mean? It's, like, that's... Mm-hmm. That's outrageous. <laughs> like, that's nuts. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to, like, live through it. And even if it's like another Super Bowl, like I'm, I don't know, like I guess Brady just because they were in New England, he's like a little bit less likable and stuff. But like I have no issue with being like being back there next year, be like it's the Chiefs against this guy again because I know I'm watching something that I'll look back and be like tell kids or my you know whoever's younger than me, I was there, you know, I saw the best football player of all time right there, mm-hmm. right. So I don't and I think mind even, it. I think we even talked about this like in the same way. With Brady's last Super Bowl, where we were like, we don't really like Brady, but like, it would be kind of dope to see somebody win like another Super Bowl in seven, yeah. right? And in the first year, like, do something like that, like, be like, oh, I'm going to join a new team, and then immediately, like, not just like, mm-hmm. not, not just go to like, oh, divisional or conference, but like, like go to the Super Bowl and like win it, and, right? You know. Like, all right, there were conversations like, is it Belichick or is it Brady? And my man immediately put those to rest. He was like, just to be clear, uh, like. I'm going to just leave and get another Super Bowl. And this man's going to be stuck with Mac Jones. He's going to be floundering. Uh, like, that's outrageous. To just, like... It's nuts. Like, there were legitimate questions. And it immediately he was like, no. Nah, actually, actually not, bro. I won another <laughs> Super Bowl. So, let's just... It, let's stop talking And then the year... It. And then the year after that, almost pulled it off again. Right. Like, if the, if the Rams don't have that miracle, like, Cooper catch, he probably, you know, who knows what happens, right? Right. 
So, but yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah, so Patrick Mahomes out of control. Uh, just in like out of control. Like, man, he just gets like he gets the ball at the end. And like he gets the ball in overtime, and you're like, all right, it's fucking curtains, and like sure yeah. shit was curtains. Like it's that's so crazy. Um, whenever they um whenever they got the ball back with like a minute fifty yeah. to, to to tie it to yep. go into overtime, I was like, Oh yeah, it's all right, we're going into overtime everybody. <laughs> yep. Like and not even like a worry. That's so outrageous. Um Also, this is like kinda like I I cannot come up with something I would rather do less than be an NFL kicker. In the Super Bowl, I can't. Oh. I literally can't imagine anything like a worse. worse. <laughs> right, right. Because nobody goes. You did it, bro. You kicked it. And, they and just go good. You did your job. Or, or here's you didn't the thing. Kill us. Here's the thing. Even if they did, even if they were like, you won us the game. Like the thing is, is that like the problem is, is that if Patrick Mahomes throws an interception, it's okay because he had the chance to to drive down the field some other times, make big plays. Throw a couple touchdowns. If I fuck up this field goal, that's all I did this game was fuck up this field goal. <laughs> like, like I did one thing and I fucked it up. And, like, mm-hmm. people are... Bro, I just cannot imagine. I was like, bro, you'd see me. I was like, first of all, I'd fucking line up for my kick. You'd look. I'd, my legs would be fucking shaking like Bambi. Like, I'd just be out there. But, like, you'd see me, like, line it up. You know what they do with their arm? You'd see me do that and then immediately just, like, vomit <laughs> in the grass right in front of me. Like... <laughs> Like I, you just I, the moment the moment um, it went to fourth down in field goal range, you see me on the sideline like driving into the. (laughs) Oh god! There's that video of that guy who's about to hike the ball, and it's he's like his hands are like trembling. You know, have you seen it? It like zooms in on his hands. I'd be like, that'd be me. You know, when they put up that little net, I'd be like, "Uh, boom, and like have me a fucking paper bag to hyperventilate into. (laughs) Bro, I just fucking I can't imagine anything worse. Like I wouldn't. I ain't got the fortitude. I ain't got the fucking confidence. Like, bro. Yeah. Nuts. Bro, and here's the thing. You put the you put the San Francisco guy out there. He fucking drills. What was that, like 55 yards? Fucking yeah. drills yeah. it. And then you're like, oh. And then, then, like, what was it? The next drive or a couple drives later, they're like, all right, the Chiefs kicker now has to try and break the record that the last guy literally just set. Bro, stop it. Why? Why are you asking me to kick this fifty-seven yarder right now? <laughs> like, just insane. Fucking dude, pun it, bro. I don't want to be out. Here. <laughs> <laughs> just pin them deep. Because if I fuck this up, now they have sh- a short field and and they're gonna score. And everyone's gonna be mad at me. Like, gonna be like, nah. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm literally gonna be Scotty Pippen. Like, they're gonna be like, go out there, and I'm gonna be like, absolutely fucking not, bro. I'm sitting on the bench. <laughs> like, I refuse. Send the fucking punter. Send Tony Kukoc out there to try and pin them deep. That's that's on y'all. It's not me. Oh god. Yeah, worst worst job ever. Like I know people talk about like, oh Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Nah, bro, kicker in Super Bowl. That's it. That's all you need. Bro, oh yeah. Can you imagine? That, it sounds like the worst, bro. Like, you know how we were talking? What was it? Two two years ago about fucking Brett Maher for the Cowboys, where he was just fucking missing like everything like the playoff started he was missing oh yeah the playoff one, the Tampa Bay one because yeah, he, had, he had drilled two 60 yarders that season or he had he had, he had like, been great all kicker. season he missed like mm-hmm. one extra point maybe it wasn't even the playoffs it might have just been close to the end of the season he missed like 
one or two extra points and then just like never got it back together. Can you imagine if you're in that situation and then they make it to the Super Bowl and they need you? You're like, oh, fuck, Rob, it's just fucking... My man's just going to jump off. Passes out, like, blacks out. (laughs) They put him in the fucking blue tent in like a non-contact sideline industry. Like, like, bro, what is your name right now? No, he, he just he just crumbled under the pressure. How many how many fingers am I holding up? I'm like, bro, I can't even count. Um, <laughs> uh, how many fingers am I holding up? Fifty seven. They're asking me to kick a fifty seven yarder, and I can't. Um, yeah, it's just I just can't come up with anything worse. Um, yeah, like that, and then like I, I don't know, like having like a fucking eight foot putt to win the masters because that's like a it's like a it's a distance where it's like people make these all the time but it's not like a gimme so you're like eh, you know what i mean like right, like, it's eh, not yeah exactly i don't want to have to do this i don't know jim uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just that just feels awful uh-huh. Uh-huh. i kept doing that at the party <laughs> and so it was like stop nobody knows what you're talking about <laughs> Bro, when you said you were at a party, all I could think about was the story you told last year. Of, of, what was it? The was it the Carolina game? You were at either you were at someone's house or someone was at your house, and like the game was just kind of on, like in the background, but like you were paying attention to it, and they hit a big play, and you're like, "That's what the fuck I'm talking." And they were like, "What are you doing, bro? You're out of control." Do you remember? Do you remember that? Story? It was the Final Four game. I was watching it, and I was just like out of control, and everybody there was not at my level. But I was like, "It's a Final Four game, Carolina Duke." Like you don't understand the levels of stacked. Like if we were in the Final Four period, I'd be like at a ten against Duke. That's like like every single emotion in my life, like every f- wire, it was fried. And so I'm over there like, "Let's fucking go!" And it's like the start of the second half, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay. Well, it's just a game. Like, it's not just a guy." It's walking down the street like Joker. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I keep going. Like, I don't know, yeah. Jim. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Um, that's amazing. But yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, the fucking Chiefs. Are, who knows? I think they gave Mahomes like abs- actual dog shit at receiver, and he just fucking drove down the field and two critical positions in one. So it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty clearly the worst team he's had and they won the Super Bowl. Right. So it's like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? I don't like, <sighs> just give them all to him, I guess. <laughs> Cause they were, I was listening to a podcast. We're talking about that. And they're like, the thing, the, the weird thing is that like, if you're another team, you'd like a professional athlete, you watch that game. You're not like, holy shit. The chiefs are unbeatable. Because they didn't look great all game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they they clearly showed signs of weakness in that game and throughout the playoffs and throughout the season. It's not like there's some Goliath that has shown no signs of, like, weakness or stopping. But it's just like, but bro, like, how does this keep happening? Like like you said, he can't keep getting away with this. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Bro? And just, like, even, and just, like, good coaching. Like, just being prepared. Like, you know, the stories about the overtime where, like, the Chiefs were like, yeah, we we did that shit for, like, a week back in training camp. And, and then they we were like, talked about it yeah, again. And they were like, and then every game in the playoffs, like one, like every week in the playoffs, they like we had a session where we talked about it. You know what I mean? And it's like right. And, that's something. And that, then the, the 49ers were like, well, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking uh, what's his name? Like Donovan McNabb. I didn't even know there was overtime. Yeah, I, or yeah, he was like, I didn't even know it could end in a draw or some shit like. Oh that. yeah, yeah, and in a draw, it's like, it's like yeah. I mean, I guess, but like that's. 
that's the little things, right? That's the little things that turn you fucking from a team to like a dynasty. Is that like the 49ers are great and it's like, man, that that literally fucked them. Like that's the I mean, we don't know for sure that they would have won otherwise, but like there was no like that was a significant disadvantage because you didn't talk about a rule in the leaks leading up to. Like that's that's outrageous. Right. And like we're talking about the team that always does it. You know what I mean? It's like I, I don't Right, exactly. About. It's it's literally the Patriots. You like they're always fucking. Yeah, it's like the things. little things that were always there, ready for the Patriots. The, re- the reason Patriots they won is every, they always had the little things. Patriots every year were like the best special teams unit in the league, and it's like who gives a shit? And then like a big special teams play would pop up, and you're like, all right, fuck me, I guess. Like that's what that's what it is. <laughs> right. So yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, NFL Patrick Mahomes dope. Oh, I don't know if we talked about it at all, but I just wanted to bring up that I think it might be the first correct prediction. Uh, for an award was that I I guessed Lamar Jackson correctly. I don't know if we said that already, but like I know we talked about it. Lamar Jackson. Oh, you nailed it. I think you did. I think it was. I think it was. It wasn't when he actually won it. I think we discussed it toward the end of the season. Okay, when it was looking when like he, he was, was like a front yeah. runner. Yeah, yeah. Because we were like, I think we're gonna get it. Yeah. And I think yeah. Fucking, it's good. Hands up. Field goal, good. Uh, like I <laughs> fucking just the only one we're ever gonna hit. Like. <laughs> Oh yeah, but, next week. Yeah, next year I'm gonna be like, it's gonna be the hey, Chargers I, and the Giants. Hey, I chose the like I chose the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I said the Cowboys were gonna be the ones playing them. That shit didn't pan out. Um, I forgot what I picked. You, you had the Cowboys and the Jets. I think Cowboys and the Jets. Well, we, well, Aaron that's one. You know, man, we never know. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can't really account for fucking blowing his leg out week one. Um, exactly that defense was that defense was pretty good you know you never know yep. yeah, yeah that one's one but yeah so i'll take my one victory uh, when i can get it but um anything else <laughs> anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh we uh, get out of here um nope that's it just super bowl all right well that's the episode for this week if you want to catch me you can catch me at team money bags on instagram or twitter and I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram or Twitter, and you can follow or you can send us an email, uh, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace.